Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at windowskansascity.com. Here we go again, talking about $31 trillion worth of national debt, and what will the Republicans do about it? I think the bigger question is, what can Republicans do about it? And I don't think there is much they can do, even though they control the House of Representatives. Everyone's talking about the $31 trillion. They want to ret- raise the debt ceiling, which to me is just the strangest thing ever. It's the equivalent of calling your credit card company and saying, I know I have a $5,000 limit on my credit card, and I can't pay it. And all I'm doing is paying the interest every month, if that, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now my $5,000 credit card max is up to $7,800, but I want you to raise it to 10. And then the credit card company does it, even though there's no reason whatsoever for the credit card company to think you're ever going to pay for it. You have terrible credit. You just keep charging. You don't ever pay for anything. And you think the bank is going to raise your limit? And that's what this is? The government's going to raise the debt ceiling? Well, the Fed and the Treasury are talking about stepping in and extending this thing until June and seeing what can happen between now and June. And I applaud Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, for stepping in here and speaking some common sense. and said, look, if you want to raise the debt ceiling, we can come to a deal. But any deal at this point has to be attached to some sort of a bill that we will agree on that works toward balancing the budget that at the very least over the next 10 years lowers what we spend and will bring our national debt down over the next 10 years. And I don't see how this is so hard. I don't know how the federal government has gotten where it is. I'm, I look at one state after another. Every governor that I see doing an interview says, well, we're running at a surplus. We've got hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars sitting in our account. Kansas and Missouri are flush with cash right now, just absolutely flush with a surplus. There's no deficit problem in Kansas or Missouri. Texas is... You know, they're spending all this money on the border, you know, mobilizing all their people to try to defend the border because the federal government won't do it. And the governor says, well, it's lucky that we're just flush with cash down here. We have this incredible surplus. So many states have surpluses where there are Republican governors. This is just as easy to see and defined along party lines as any possible issue that we have in politics in the United States. The broke states are easy to, to look at. California, New York, we know they've got problems. They have people moving away. Their tax base is getting smaller. They can't stop spending. They've become sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. They brought people in they can't afford. They've created their own problems. So they basically have operated like our federal government has been operated. Even though we've had years where we have complete Republican control, we have allowed the Democrats to build our government infrastructure to build and grow the deep state, which is decidedly liberal and to the left. And all the decisions that are made and all the agencies that are grown and all of the things that happen move us nationally farther and farther left. And one of those concepts is a giant debt. You don't live your life with a giant debt. If you do, you do something about it. You can't sustain it. It cannot be sustained. We know it can't be sustained. It has not wrecked our economy. It has not wrecked our country yet. It sounds like an enormous amount of money that is just growing rapidly, but this is all doable. This is such a massive economy that we have and such a great country. Fixing this problem is doable. And what Manchin is saying is, look, we can't scare the people. I agree with that. The first thing you have to do is come out and say, we're going to pass something called the Trust Act that says, you know, we're going to be 
We're going to write something new that says the really important things to people are going to be protected under this, that there will be no cuts, that we will build in over 10 years, whatever the case may be, you know, a cost of living adjustment or increases in Social Security, Medicare, um, the Highway Trust, things that are really important to people that they count on. That We can do that. Maybe Obamacare is funded through this. We take things and say, look, these aren't getting touched. We're not going to lower your Social Security check. That isn't going to happen. We're going to find it elsewhere, and we're going to make cuts. People were screaming that Republicans are willing to cut the military budget. Maybe now is a decent time to do that. We don't have people in charge of the military that want to use it or, or run it the way it needs to be run anyway. So what's the point of spending all this money on it until the Republicans get control? I'm not really sure. I have that answer. We definitely need to cut off Ukraine and end that nonsense. These things are doable. And it always makes headlines, and it's always, it's always this debate and then negotiation, and it's always the Republicans caving. And I suspect that will be the case again. And I'm not sure I know why we need to cave. This seems so easy to fix. When we see so many different states running at a surplus, we know our federal government can do this if they just try. I've been getting a lot of emails from folks about the new Johnson County commissioner, Mike Kelly, who we warned about pre-election that if this man wins Johnson County commissioner, it's liberal city in Johnson County. He's going to take over. You're never going to see anybody more liberal and controlling and freakish than him. He can't wait to put mask mandates in. He can't wait to make you get jabbed. He can't wait for any of this stuff. This guy is so ready to bring it so hard and so strong from the far left. He can't wait. And many of you have pointed out to me that one of the first things he has done now running Johnson County is he has pulled the live stream public videos of Johnson County Commission meetings where citizens speak. So not the part where the commissioners speak, where they can say whatever they want. They can spew any liberal stuff they want on the live stream for any citizens to see and theoretically believe because, well, these are our commissioners saying it. It must be true. But when the public comes in and refutes what the commissioner is saying and what the commission wants to do, and they speak, you know, you get two minutes to speak or five minutes to speak or whatever it is in the public forum, that will not be broadcast. Johnson County has pulled the plug on that. So I'm a resident of Johnson County. If I want to go to a commission meeting and speak, I can do that. It will not be part of the live stream. So Charlotte O'Hara is the District 3 commissioner who ran for uh, chair of the board and lost. She's got some volunteers, apparently from Osawatomie, which seems really random to me that they're from Osawatomie, but they have a video team there. And this video team now is coming into these meetings and they're videotaping the public comments and putting them on Rumble so people have access to them. Well, they can't keep that up. I just don't, I don't think this group from Osawatomie can do this every single time and keep it up for as long as Mike Kelly is going to be the chair but this is just outrageous. And this is this this begs somebody to go to the meeting and say, we need the board to vote. We, we, need, we need legislation here in, in Johnson County that says these meetings, live streaming costs nothing. They're already live streaming the meeting. They're just cutting off the portion where people come in, where the citizens come in and speak. The actual town hall public forum, the real democracy in action, where the people in charge, the voters, come in and get their say, that's the part they're cutting off to the rest of the public. 
That's the part they don't want you to see. Why don't they want you to see that? 90% of it is conservative. That's why. Conservatives are now going to these things and blasting boards that are far left. There's no reason for liberals to go in there and blast the guy. They love him. So we're not going to hear from the opposition and stream this thing to everyone and let them actually hear the arguments against what we are doing. This is censorship. This is, this is just so un-American and anti-democracy. It's pathetic. And I thank all of you that have reached out to me and told me about this. If you want to learn more about this story, and no, this isn't the feds, but this is what they do. This is what Democrats, this is their playbook now. Silence the opposition. They have two plays in the playbook. One is create a situation where the opposition silences itself. In other words, make it so unseemly for someone to be a conservative that you're afraid to speak. We know there are millions of conservatives out there like that. They don't want to speak up at work. They don't want anybody to know what they think. They don't want to say what they do because we've made it culturally insensitive to be conservative. That's the first thing they do. They, they, they create a social situation in any country. We, we can look all over the world and see that this has happened elsewhere, and it's working here. It's clearly working for them. They First thing they do is silence you voluntarily because you silence yourself. Then the second thing is they censor you. They've done this through Twitter, through big tech. We've seen it. We know what they've been doing, and they've been masters at it. And this is about as obvious a step as could possibly be. We have a public access live stream for our commission meetings every week. We're cutting off the portion where the conservatives come in here and speak to the board. We're not going to, we're not going to show them that. I don't know how that's legal. Could some lawyer that listens to this podcast, please send me an email and tell me how this is even legal. I know it is legal. It absolutely is legal. There's no question. This is legal. Nobody's arguing that that this commissioner has the right to do this. How in the world do we get to a place where this is legal? And how can we not pass a law with the Johnson County Commission or in Johnson County that these meetings must be live streamed to the public in full? No editing, live streamed, and then available afterwards if you couldn't watch it live. How in the world are we at a place in this country where we cannot hear our fellow citizens go to these public meetings and say what is on their mind for two minutes. What on earth? It'd be like, okay, I got a sports radio show. We're going to take calls now. And we, we go to the phones and somebody calls in and they disagree with me. So we just pot their microphone down and don't listen to them. Say, oh, no, we're, we're not going to listen to his call. We'll take the next one now. He disagreed with me. Oh, okay, this guy agrees with me? Great, we'll let him talk. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Who even thinks like that? If I were a board member, if I were a conservative board member, I would welcome crazy liberals coming to the meetings and I would want it to be live streamed. And I would engage that person and refute what they're saying because we know that conservatives always win the debate. Always on the issues. Always with the American public. We need more open dialogue. We need more live streams of citizens showing up. What are they afraid of? 35-year-old soccer moms showing up, screaming about the schools and the policies? Is this what they're afraid of? They're afraid of 35-year-old white women with small children? Ooh, terrifying. Well, our FBI did at one point declare about two dozen of these families as potential 
domestic terrorists because they were showing up at meetings and complaining about their their school board or their county or the laws that were being passed. And that's what Mike Kelly doesn't want you to see. This guy's a freak, okay? He's a freak, and he's running Johnson County. Way to go, Joko. You've done it now. You have done it now. Almost as freaky as the freaks that are in Switzerland at Davos at the World Economic Forum. The numbers are in. 1,040 jets arrived with billionaires, including one of the one of the 1,040 jets that showed up flew 13 miles. Oh, my God. He got in his jet and went 13 miles to the private little airstrip right there at the resort that they have in Switzerland. The 1,040 jets are equivalent to $350,000. I'm sorry. The 1,040 jets are the equivalent of 350,000 cars on the road driving all day. I don't know of a dumber and more comical event by smarter and richer white men than the World Economic Forum and these things they do in Davos. And it has been a crap show for many of them. Al Gore has completely embarrassed himself again. He's getting ripped right and left. You'll see plenty of that in the news. We talked about this in great detail on a patron podcast on Wednesday. One of the things we do with the patrons, and we had a lot of fun at Al Gore's expense. Since then, we've now seen a video of really great journalists, one clearly an American, who found the Pfizer CEO. Part of the weird thing about Davos is when they go from one, like the convention center where the meetings are to their hotel, they have like a five-minute walk outside. And so they walk back to their hotel. And so people wait for some of these people and catch them. And the CEO of Pfizer is there and he walks out onto the street and these two reporters follow him for almost seven minutes from the event center to his hotel where he gets through a door at that point and then they don't follow him in. These journalists are not sanctioned by the World Economic Forum. They cannot go inside and cover the meetings and ask questions of these people. You know who can go ask questions. CNN can ask questions. MSNBC can ask questions. The BBC can ask questions, but not these dudes. They have a website called WEF, which is World Economic Forum, WEFreports.com, WEFreports.com. Check that out. You can see all the videos if you want to check them out. These two dudes walk with this Pfizer CEO, and they ask him everything about the vaccine. Why did you lie to us? When did you know it wasn't going to prevent COVID? When did you know it didn't prevent other people from getting COVID? When did you know it was harmful? When did you know about myocarditis? When did you know it was harmful to young boys? Oh, my God. They just, they were so awesome. And this dude just kind of hung his head and did not say a word and had a team of people around him trying to shelter him as they were walking and got to the hotel, and he must have gone to his room and just cried. They asked, how much money did you personally make? How do you sleep at night knowing all the people that you've killed, all the lives that you've ruined, and how rich you've made yourself? How much money is enough money for Pfizer to make before you'll admit your mistake? Then they said something like, you've given out you know, $13 billion in lawsuits through the years for wrongful medications. How much is this one going to cost you? When are you going to admit you blew this one? I mean, they just lit this guy up. On this walk and talk, it was fantastic. It is so good to know there's people in the world out there doing that. And so shameful what they did to us through COVID. Criminal is the word that I think of. Criminal. We shall see. Again, that's wefreports.com. 
wefreports.com. If you want to see those videos and the things that they're doing there, we congratulate them on the outstanding work. That's where the Pulitzer Prizes should go and, and the, you know, all of your great journalism awards right there. People like that out there asking the real questions and clearly, clearly, if there was any way to refute or debunk what these people were asking, he would have stopped and done that. Correct? I mean, that's the admission of guilt right there. When you don't stop and completely obliterate the person asking the questions by debunking it, you know they're right. You know they are right, and you don't care because you're the Pfizer CEO. Oof, shame on you. KKHI is brought to you by Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC. I got a couple more emails in the past week from folks that have called Tim Trader and said, boy, he's a really nice guy. I have one gentleman say he was looking for a used car for his teenager. It's the first car. Uh, they're getting their first car, so might as well call Roberts Robinson, see what they have. Sounds like it went really well, and they found that. If you're looking for a new Chevy, Buick, or GMC, they've got discounts now. There are discounts on in-stock inventory and available factory incentives if you want to order your own car and have it built exactly the way you like it. Whether you're looking for a Chevy Silverado, a Buick Enclave, GMC Sierra, it's all at robertsrobinson.com in Excelsior Springs. Remember, they're the home of the lifetime warranty which means you don't have to pay extra to get the lifetime warranty on your sweet new GM. They've got 0% on all Buick SUVs and 0% on most GMCs right now. They also have factory allowance on Chevy trucks, robertsrobinson.com. Just call Tim, ask for my buddy Tim up there. It doesn't matter where you live. They'll deliver this thing. If you live four or five hours away, they'll deliver you a car. They'll bring it to you. Tim Trader, 816 816- 826-1563 at robertsrobinson.com. Fry Orthodontics, Dr. Jeremy was texting me the other night. I was at the K-State KU game, and he was actually with Dr. Bill Bush over at NKC Dental. And I don't know if he went there for an appointment. I, I, I'm unsure by the text exactly what, but I know they're friends. And he goes, man, it's so great to speak with another doctor and be able to speak freely and about the things that you know that are important in America and all those. These are great. Our sponsors are the best, folks. They're the best. And Dr. Jeremy is right there with all of them. They've got an unbelievable business that has 13 locations. They obviously do very well. I just, I don't, Jeremy doesn't really want me to say this, but their family is very philanthropic. They do so many things for people they don't know. They have a camp and they do this thing with kids. And it's just, and it's been going on with their family for a long time. Fry Orthodontics was like the first orthodontist in Kansas City way back in like the 60s. Okay, so this has been a family business. It's gone. It's just gotten bigger and better. And obviously they've done well. But I'm telling you, these are big hearted conservative patriots that own and operate this business that want to give back in their community. He doesn't he's, he doesn't really want me saying that. I, I just want you to know that because these are things that are really important to him at his point in his life. And our sponsors are are so I hate even saying it this way. They're so like this. That's just who they are. They're such great people. They're so much like you and I, and I, I, can't, I can't tell you anything about Friar at the Dynasty. You don't already know. If you want to get that perfect smile, it's the place to go. Just know that they're great people, and it's who you want to do business with. And they'd love to uh, work with you and your family. Back Nine Development, same way. This guy's doing a, you know, he's got his the Solheim condominiums in Manhattan. He's building a couple beautiful homes here, uh, custom homes in the Kansas City area, high-end, beautiful custom homes. He does business development as well and is branching out and starting in that. 
If you have an idea like that, if you're interested in buying a condo on the Colbert Hills Golf Course, or if you'd like to do something um, as far as business development or a project that you have, you really want to contact TJ Vilkanskis. This guy's got his eyes on the ball. He is laser focused and he loves his business. He loves creating. He loves building. He loves making people happy with where they live or where they work or where they shop or dine. Back9development.com, 785-236-0161. Their portfolio of work is online on their website, back9development.com. All right, this is interesting. I read a story at Daily Caller that says a wacky plan in Oregon might be the plan that saves America. And I thought, well, not much coming out of Oregon makes me think America's going to be saved. But get this. This is called the Greater Idaho Bill, which would authorize formal discussions between Idaho and Oregon for 15 counties to leave Oregon and join Idaho. If it is approved, oh, by the way, 11 of the 15 counties are already on board and they've, the counties have approved it. If it's approved in the state Senate, which is where it's headed now, some 400,000 people could become residents of Idaho and leave Oregon. But it would also mean 65% of the land, and some of that is national forests, federal lands, things like that. We're talking about big open spaces here. But that would be a big chunk of eastern Oregon joining Idaho. Now, does that sound far-fetched? Hmm. I think it's getting less and less far-fetched the more this comes up. You've got 11 of 15 counties that want to do it. They've got representation at the state house. You obviously would be losing some tax bases here, but that could probably be mitigated by some sort of gradual plan for all of the police forces and roads and all that stuff to switch to Idaho over time as the tax dollars shift. So it really shouldn't hurt Oregon too much if it is done in a way that it is done over time and they can adjust their budgets over maybe 10 years or longer. It seems to me like it's something that could be done. We're not talking about a very big part of the population here. 400,000 people isn't much, but these 400,000 people are really conservative and they really don't like their state. And they share a border with a state, Idaho, they really like and they want to be part of. So if this sounds wacky, I want you to think about this, because here's why this, arg this, this story, a Daily Caller, that was written says this could save America. The idea is to make blue states bluer and red states redder. And he starts giving suggestions all over the place, like eastern Colorado joining Kansas. There's a good... 50, 60 miles of Colorado there that could join Kansas that isn't real happy with what's going on in, in Denver and the and the mountain people. They, they just don't. It wouldn't be a, a huge number of people, but it would be a boost to the state of Kansas as Johnson County is getting more liberal to keep the state red for people in more places. This could be possible in Pennsylvania. I would ask this question. What about western and southern portions of Illinois? parts of New Mexico to Texas. The one that he cites in his story is the easy one. There's a portion of Northern Virginia that used to be a part of Washington, D.C., and it was taken away 150 years ago or whatever and became part of Virginia. And it is all people that are in the federal government that live in D.C. They cross the river. They live in Northern Virginia. It's about 85% Democrats. And he's saying, give that back to D.C., make D.C. bluer, give them two senators, Okay, give them their two senators. Give the Democrats their two guaranteed senators in D.C. Give them their Congress people. 
representing that number of people, and give Virginia back to Republicans. It's an even trade. Virginia becomes red. D.C. becomes blue. It's a dead push. But there are places all over this country, and what this writer argues is this will save America because we're so polarized and so many people are unhappy. We need to be in states that we're happy in. The people of Oregon would be very happy. It would be a smaller state, but they'd be happy. They wouldn't talk about the crazy ranch people out in eastern Oregon. No, they can just have their crazy runaway Portland and and nutty liberal places and have their own state. Same thing with California. There are all kinds of places in California on the eastern part of California that want to move into the state next to them, whether that's Nevada, whether that's New Mexico, Arizona. There are places in California that would love to peel off and go to the state next to them, making, well, not New Mexico, but making Arizona red again, which would probably be popular. Nevada could and should be red. Utah's red. There's all kinds of places that could absorb portions from other states that would then make citizens of those states happier. And we could get to a place in this country where the state is the more important thing. We can fight about our federal government. We can not like our federal government. What people really don't like is when the federal government is, or the ideology of the federal government is taking over the state you live in. Democrats didn't like that when Trump was in office. Republicans don't like it now with the Democrats in control. And the idea here is if states are more firmly blue and more firmly red, they don't care about the federal government as much. That there's there they don't that that competition in elections really can be a bad thing. Let people live in the states according to the way they believe. Keep Texas red. Take part of South Georgia, move it into Florida. Make sure Georgia stays red. As as Georgia is now moving more and more Democrat because Atlanta is just growing so big, but there are people that are unhappy in rural places in Georgia, really unhappy. And I think it's an interesting plan, an interesting idea. Here's what has to happen: by by law, the two states have to agree to it. So let's just use Oregon and Idaho as an example. Both states would have to agree to do this, and if they pass it in their legislation and say We're, we agree to this, we have a plan. You send it to Congress. Then if the House approves it, it's done. You're good. It, and, and it's sort of believed that if two states or two entities in this country agree to that, that the federal government's responsibility is to do it. Regardless of which party it benefits or whatever, these states have agreed to this, we're doing this. I, I think it's a really, really interesting plan. And I would welcome portions of Colorado and the state of Kansas. It would make Kansas bigger. It wouldn't take very many people to keep Kansas red. I mean, my goodness, if you just added 100,000 citizens to the state of Kansas, it would be a, a huge deal toward keeping Kansas red. I think this is going to be fascinating to watch. I, I think this is a better idea than secession. I do think we're headed to something. I don't think what we're doing is sustainable. Abraham Lincoln once said, there is no way the United States will survive half slave, half free. And I think we're at a point now where we look at this and say there's no way the United States survives based on the issues of, and what's really driving all this is, is sex and abortion and everything related to sex is what's driving this with most people in America. What's really got people hot and bothered is abortion, LGBTQ, uh, these drag shows, what's going on in schools, you know, it's sex, sex, sex. In morality, and it's really got people hot and bothered in this country. And there are those that don't believe it's sustainable, that there's just no way to keep people together on this with gender identity, 
gender mutilation, sex changes, all these things. I think it'll be fascinating uh, to watch and see if this is something that would really help and save America by making bluer, blue states bluer and red states redder. Interesting concept, if you ask me. Of course, we know who the freaks on the left are, the crazy sex people. I mean, there's just nothing they can't think of. I, I, I really one day would like to do a podcast where maybe you're a little uncomfortable listening to it, but I could just really say what I think about these freaks. Because I see some of this and I think, I, I, I can't even tell you what my thoughts are. I can't, sh- I just, I'm not at a place where I can share this publicly. When I see it and I know what they're about, I'm, it's not that I'm really even, I can't say what bothers me is I'm offended by it. It, I, I just, I, again, so many times I think, Oh my God, that's how you live your life and what you think about and what drives you and and is important to you? Oh my God. So I submit to you another weirdo in Hollywood, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's an all-time actress. You know who she is. She goes on Twitter. She apparently, you know, they're so detached from reality. She had to have these chairs. Apparently she was in some movie or something where they had these chairs that she loved and she had to get these chairs and she was so happy that she got these chairs she put them around a kitchen table in her house and she decided to take a picture of these chairs and say, I finally got them. I got these chairs. They're around my table. And she takes this picture and puts it on Twitter. And on the wall across from the table is artwork. I can't even call it artwork. It's a photograph, framed photograph, but it's big. Okay. This thing is massive. This is not some little two by three painting that you put on your office wall. This was a massive giant blown up photograph, matted and framed that was the centerpiece of the room that anybody that comes over, you got to look at this. You got to see this. This is making a statement. This is huge. And I have displayed this right here off my kitchen where everybody comes and I want you to see this. I want you to see who I am, what I'm about and how artsy and cool I am because I am a liberal and I'm unabashed and I just love it. And I live in Hollyweird. And this picture that was, I mean, it's bigger than the biggest TV you've seen. It was massive on the wall. It is a naked child in an open suitcase. I have no idea how that's art. We used to call that child pornography, child endangerment, child abuse. It is a child, I don't know, five years old, maybe six. It's not a baby. And it's not a, you know, preteen. It's not 11, 12 year old. Somewhere in there. It is the creepiest thing you've ever seen. She gets destroyed on Twitter. She didn't even realize she'd put it up. She was taking a picture of the chairs. It's in the background. It's gross. It's awful. She gets just destroyed on Twitter. She deletes it. Then Twitter deletes her for a while after she put up five dog pictures. She says, oh, I'll go safe now. I'll put up pictures of puppies. Oh, my God, you people are such freaks. I'm sorry. I can't describe a person another way than they believe art is a naked child lying down in an open suitcase. Like you're gonna, I guess the, the art here is you're about to stuff this kid in the suitcase and take him somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know. I, have not, I cannot interpret the art. I don't know what it is. It's disgusting. 
on every level and Jamie Lee Curtis, you have a problem. Good Lord, what is wrong with these people? Can we not just get some normal folks, right, that do the right things and don't do creepy, weird stuff like that? Oh, so bizarre. Hey, Ron Buck, is Kansas City in the Midwest best roofer? There's no doubt about that. He'll do a free roof inspection for you. He's also got an emergency team if something happens in the middle of the night. Keep his phone number in your contacts in case you need it right away. 913-384-2680. Whether it's a small repair or a completely new roof, Ron Buck has the best team to do that for you. They take care of your yard and all your surroundings during any project like you would. They don't trample. I've, <laughs> I've seen some things in my day where these companies come and do a project and just destroy everything you have all your landscaping, all your yard, everything. Ron Buck's team, they're so professional at taking care of your property while you're getting your new roof or your roof repair. Online at rbuckroofing.com. Call for a free roof inspection, 913-384-2680. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. Advanced Medical Imaging, see what's inside at medimageks.com. Many of you have gotten the heart scan. Some of you have found things, which is great. This is unbelievable preventative medicine. Go get your heart scan. It's under 100 bucks at Advanced Medical Imaging. Get your plaque score on your heart. They will also see the other organs in your chest and torso, which is a great thing. They send it off to the lab. If anybody sees anything, they'll refer to your doctor to go talk to them. Get your heart scan and find out your plaque score right now. With all the things that are going on with heart issues around the country, it's the perfect time to get to Advanced Medical Imaging and get some peace of mind. You can schedule your appointment online at medimageks.com. Or call Tricia at 785-856-0224. They also obviously do MRI, CT scans, all of those things. And they get you right in. You don't have to wait three weeks like most places. They get you right in. Advanced Medical Imaging Online at MedImageKS.com. Again, every sponsor we have at KKHI is at the KK List. I still get emails from you saying, hey, what's the name of this company? Just go to the KK List. They're all right there in one place thekklist.com, thekklist.com, thekklist.com has them. Great companies like Advantage Termite Pest Control, where you can save big if you bundle your services with advantagetpc.com, 768-8989. They're at the KK List as well, thekklist.com for all of our sponsors. On to sports and a great win for the Missouri Tigers. I mean, I thought Missouri was toast in this thing. A great win. They're playing Arkansas. Arkansas, by record right now, you'd have to say is underachieving. I think they're better. They've got draft choices on their team. They've got they got really talented players, and they're underachieving. But they look good against Missouri most of the night last night. Missouri played a really nice stretch of great defense in the first half. About a nine-minute stretch where they only gave up a bucket or two. Got them back in the game. They come out in the second half. And they fall behind. They give up a, a pretty big run, 16-4 to run for Arkansas. There's five minutes left in the game. It looks like Missouri is dead in the water. But when they play defense, Missouri's really good. And I don't want to say they were great defensively against Arkansas, but you know what? It's, it's a low bar. Missouri giving up 76 points is pretty good business. They're going to win most nights if they give up 76. As crazy as that sounds, they're going to win most nights. Missouri goes on a 10-0 run. They tie the game at 67. Then they wind up, from that point, they win 79-76. They did it mostly at the free throw line. They get a big bucket, then they, they two up two. Then they draw a charge. Then they get a foul and get two more free throws. They wind up making like eight free throws in a row. 
to get from 71-69 to 79 points, and they win the game 79-76. It was, it was really, really, really good for the Missouri Tigers, who go now um, to a 16-4 run from the 16-4 Arkansas run to a 79-76 win. Good for the Tigers. Really nice run. Kobe had 17-6. and DeAndre Golston had 16 points in this game. It's you just got to kind of be proud of Missouri for what they did. They're 14 and four, three and three in the league now. Everything they thought about that's possible is possible. They might have just ruined Arkansas season, which falls to 12 and six, one and five. That's pretty good stuff. And when they played Mr. Brightside last night, it's all over Twitter. The Missouri kids, the Missouri student section was chanting FKU. The night after K State fans were doing it in, in Manhattan. The uh, Missouri fans were doing it in Columbia, and many of the people on Twitter, many of the journalists that cover college basketball, were in Manhattan Tuesday night and in Columbia on Wednesday night, and they all noted the same thing on social media. Wow, there's a lot of people around here who don't like Kansas basketball. I've said for years, first of all, it's the ultimate compliment for Kansas. Second of all, it's why they get TV ratings. You can't just have a team that's popular. You have to have a team that's popular with its fan base that has just as many people that hate them. Those are the teams. Why do you think the Dallas Cowboys have always been such a big draw? Ask any football fan about the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to tell you they love them or they hate them. Ask anybody you know about Kansas basketball. They're going to tell you they either love them or they hate them. And that's what that's what leads to somebody getting big ratings, big numbers. And uh, yeah, the Mr. Brightside busted out. I, I think I mentioned this. When we were at the Big 12 championship game in Dallas, they have a big event center there after K-State beat TCU in the football championship. Uh, huge. It's like it's like KC Power and Light, but it's covered. It's indoors and heated and all that stuff because it's Texas. It's just better, right? So they built it up right, and they they play all this music and they had all these TVs on and there's all these bars and there's this big common area, and Mr. Brightside comes on. It's a song by Killers, right? The band called the Killers. And there's a after they do the chorus, Mr. Brightside, dun dun dun. The beat of the song goes dun dun dun, and all the crowd down there started the FKU thing after a K-State TCU football game. Well, that's what happened. They don't, they don't play that at the K-State games, but all the kids know it. All the kids know it. I didn't know it. I never did it. And now all the Mizzou kids obviously know it and do it. And I guess that's okay. I don't know. First I ever remember the profanity was KU started with the Muck Fazoo shirts. That's the first thing I remember from any student crowd was the KU fans that wore things that said Muck Fazoo. Well, now I guess you just don't even have to say that. You just... Just, just whatever you want to say, you just say it and you do it. I'm not condoning it, but I don't know how you stop it. You got to have the kids at the game and I don't know how you can, what are you going to do? Kick them all out of school? Can't do that. How are you going to stop those kids from doing that? Okay. Can you make it a crime? Can you put fines on them? I don't think you can. It's free speech. I don't know what you can do to stop it. I don't know what you can do. The silly thing in Manhattan is they have a song called Sandstorm that they don't play at the games because it always breaks out in a, a profane chant against KU. Well, hell, the school fight song, they figured out a way to work it in and do it all night. If, they're, if it's going to happen all night anyway, <laughs> play Sandstorm, for crying out loud. It's not stopping them from playing Mr. Brightside. They knew what was going to happen in Columbia last night. And they wouldn't have played that song. They wouldn't have played Mr. Brightside for those kids if they didn't know that was going to happen. Of course they knew it was going to happen. I don't know. If I'm Jerome Tang and Gene Taylor, I'm just trying to strike a deal. Listen, we're, we'll, we'll play Sandstorm, 
You guys don't do it. Don't do the chant. If the, the night KU's here, if you want to do it that night, we can live with that. Just don't do it every time. Just don't do it every time. Way to go, Mizzou. Big win. 79-76 over Arkansas. Big football week. Playoffs coming up. We'll do our big preview on Friday of the Chiefs-Jaguars. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence in the news this week said at his news conference he can't imagine Arrowhead's going to be any louder than Jacksonville. What? (laughs) Trevor Lawrence can't imagine a playoff game at Arrowhead is going to be any louder than Jacksonville was last week when they beat the Chargers. Okay. All right. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Trevor Lawrence, after their win, their comeback win, the next day, next morning-ish, took his teammates out. I assume offensive line, players he's close to, whatever. Sounds like maybe there was 10, 15 players that all went. His wife called the Waffle House and said, could you clear a space at the Waffle House where we can put a group of Jaguars in there? They're like, we don't really take reservations. She goes, can we make one for the Jaguars? And they're like, yeah, we'll just leave some tables empty as people leave knowing that you're coming. And Trevor Lawrence did, and he brought a whole bunch of teammates. And this is how they celebrated their first playoff win. By going to Waffle House, which has been extremely well-received by almost everyone. Trevor Lawrence seems like an interesting guy. They said it was the first reservation they'd ever made at that Waffle House. And a lot of people commented that Trevor Lawrence ordered a boss meal, which I guess is a really cool meal. I don't know. That's not the name of it. He ordered the Texas bacon cheesesteak with cheesy hash browns and pecan waffles. <laughs> They're calling it a boss meal. Trevor Lawrence bought Waffle House for everyone there. We've not heard anything about a tip. I'm guessing it was big. And I'm guessing he said, don't you dare tell anybody what the tab was or what the tip is. We're talking about $10 breakfast here. That's a pretty cheap date for Trevor Lawrence after winning a playoff game. Patrick Mahomes was asked about what he did after the Chiefs' first playoff win. He said, I can't remember, but it probably involved a whole bunch of Coors Lights. He referred to Trevor Lawrence's move as, quote, a baller move by Lawrence. And he said, now I'm going to think about this all week. If we win on Saturday, what I will do with my teammates. This has inspired me to think of a way to do this. So uh, watch out breakfast places in Kansas City. Big Biscuit, look out. Patrick Mahomes may be headed your way (laughs) at some point on Sunday if the Chiefs win on Saturday. Chiefs was also announced. We'll be playing in Germany next year. The opponent will be named later. We don't have that opponent yet. Chiefs will play in Germany next season in the regular season. And they put out a hype video this week that is maybe the worst hype video the Chiefs have ever put out. Henry Winkler is the the voice. He's the narrator of the hype video, and it's not very good. Henry Winkler is a wackadoodle liberal, and I wonder if he's seen the actual finished product because it starts with the American flag waving, and then it shows Chiefs fans with flags on their phones, and then it shows people outside their home with flags, American flags, and they all holler, home of the Chiefs. I mean, it's patriotic, red, white, and blue. I wonder what Henry Winkler thinks of that. To be honest, he's not very good on this. And other than one little cameo where they show him wearing the jersey that Mahomes gave him, looking in the mirror, you don't even know it's Henry Winkler. I've seen a lot of hype videos and a lot of really good ones, and this and this one isn't it. But that's okay. They got Henry Winkler on there, and it's only Jacksonville week. The Chiefs hype video, they got to step this up. Chiefs win this week. You better you out at Arrowhead. You folks better step it up. You're better than this. You're better than this hype video with Henry Winkler. I can promise you that. And from the department of, I don't know where to file this, Dave Tobe, the special teams coordinator and assistant head coach 
assured everyone that the special teams will be ready for anything. Help me put this in a file. Does that mean he thinks all hell's going to break loose? It's going to be a crap show and they've got a backup plan? Or does that mean they're so ready, everything's going to be great? Because I didn't hear either one in his comments. I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody parse his words and, and live more in a gray area than Dave Tobe this week. He says, I just want to assure everybody the special teams are ready for anything. Okay, so what happens if butt kicker goes all Brett Maher this week? You're ready for it? So what, what's the backup plan? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. Special teams are so ready, we'll just let Andy run two-point conversions? I don't know whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. I want to interpret this as this is good. I do. I want to, I want to believe that this means they're ready. We're ready to go. We've shored this up. We've had all year. We've made our mistakes, but we feel confident where we are. That's not what I heard. I heard him say, I just want to assure you that special teams is ready for anything. Okay. Ready for anything. Bstock.net is ready for you. If you'd like to make a purchase of $1,000 or more, it can be a big television, big computers, whatever. They'll deliver it free. Absolutely free. Bstock.net. Online, shipping anywhere in the country. Computers, accessories, laptops, MacBooks, small things, big things. Or pick it up yourself at their warehouse in Olathe, 14680 South Flaming Road, all the way through the playoffs. Free delivery in the Kansas City area around the 435 loop. Bstock.net. Cross Kitchens KC, online at crosskitchenskc.com. Kansas City's Remodeler. Man, if you're looking for a new kitchen, a bathroom makeover, even if it's just countertops or new flooring, they'll do that. You want to bust out walls and remodel your home, they do that too. Crosskitchenskc.com. It all starts with a consultation with Tim Cross personally. He comes to your house. He takes a look. He gives suggestions, ideas. You give suggestions, ideas. You work it out. You go forward. You get a bid. You see a 3D rendering, and then you make a decision, and there's never any pressure. He was telling me a story last week of some people that I know that had him out maybe like three or four months ago. They've been waffling. They don't know. And then they took a trip and now we're back. And one of those things, it's okay. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. Crosskitchenskc.com. And your business's business solution is 360 Document Solutions. Online at 360documentsolutions.com. Mark Lindquist would love to help your business be more profitable. Give him a call, set up an appointment anywhere if your business is in the western part of Missouri or anywhere in the state of Kansas, like literally any small town in Kansas, they cover it all. They have people all over the state and can come to you. 913-745-5344. They can help you with IT solutions, mail systems, phone systems, copiers, printers, you name it. Your business becomes more efficient, more productive, and more profitable with 360 Document Solutions. And finally, today, Flo Rida is a rapper. Ah, doggone it. I didn't write down his real name. I got to give him credit for a great rapper name, Flo Rida. That's obviously spelled like Florida with a space in between. Flo Rida was in an accident uh, some time ago. He, he crashed a Sea-Doo, didn't he? He hit like a bridge pillar or something on a Sea-Doo. Was that Flo Rida? He's very successful on his own, has millions of dollars. Flo Rida, I can't name a song, but it's, it's not my kind of music. But Flo Rida's okay, I think. And he's been around a while. Is not some 21-year-old kid. Flo Rida has been around. Flo Rida has been around so long that beginning in 2014, he endorsed an energy drink that was kind of a startup. They told him, we're going to pay you. We'll give you shares in the company if we reach certain sales goals. You'll get stock. You'll get all this different stuff. And then it happened. 
He would travel the world, do concerts. He would have the drink, endorse the drink. He went on social media. People started buying an energy drink called Celsius. Is that the name of it? Let's see if I got this right. I think Celsius is the name of it. Then they cut him off a few years ago and said, ah, we're done. We don't need you anymore. They got big. It worked. They got big. And he said, well, wait a second. You still owe me money. And they said, well, we only owe you $30,000. He goes, no, 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 no. This deal had a trigger in it that said it doesn't end if we reach certain sales goals. And if those sales goals are hit, you owe me stock and shares in the company, not just money. I get bonuses and stock. And the company didn't do that. And they said, we don't read the contract that way. We read it that we're done with you and we owe you $30,000. Well, he sued him. And it took a while. The lawsuit did. And he was awarded by a Florida court yesterday $82 million that the energy drink comp oh, oh, company owes him. He said he did buy stock with some of his own money because he believed in the product. He liked the product. He endorsed the product. He said, when you start something from nothing, you feel like it's a piece of yours. They owed him a piece of the company. He didn't get it. And now he says, I have no hard feelings. I'd still like to endorse them. I own stock. I've clearly got all this money. I'm more than happy to stay with them. And I drink the product every day. And it looked to me, he was at his lawyer's office and, and on the glass behind the lawyer, you could see the lawyer's name and his website and all that stuff. And then there's Flo Rida and he's guzzling this energy drink and he's holding it up for cameras and they bring all the media in. I'm like, is this whole thing a publicity stunt? Is this real? The energy drink company can appeal. I'm guessing this thing gets settled down and it won't be 82 million. It will be less but probably is some sort of an agreement for him to continue being the brand sponsor. I think they're just back to negotiating at this point. I don't think anybody wants to go back to court. Celsius doesn't want to do that. They've got a good company. Maybe they agree to pay half of it and he becomes the brand ambassador for the next 10 years. I mean, I don't know what the numbers would be. I'm just saying, I don't think they're just going to write him an $82 million check today, but that's a whopper from a jury in Florida. Way to go. I'm all about that, man. I'm all about that. You got a contract and they you started something up and you helped them in the beginning, and now they've got all this money, and they didn't want to pay, keep paying you, and you went to a court, and a jury of your peers found them to be in breach of contract. Good for you, Flo Rida. I am all about you. I know you got plenty of money either way. I do not feel bad for the company on this one. If that's what, I don't know anything about the trial, but if the jury agreed on that and the judge allowed it, I'm, I'm good with where this is, and I say way to go, Flo Rida. Nice work right there. Hey, don't forget the KK list for all our sponsors. Don't forget if you'd like to become a patron. We did a patron podcast yesterday. We'll do another one today with Danny Klingscale previewing the Chiefs Jaguars. That'll be fun. And we do the newsletter every weekend. And the newsletters, I think, actually, they're getting better and better. Or at least the feedback I'm getting on them is better and better. People really enjoy getting that in their inbox to read on the weekends. We enjoy doing that and look forward to doing that each and every week. If you'd like to become a patron, click on Become a Patron at kkhasissues.com only five bucks a month we'd love to provide more content for you and hook you up with the newsletter every week and i'd love to have you be a part of the family right here at kevin keatsman has issues thanks for listening to kevin keatsman has issues presented by roberts robinson chevrolet buick gmc to get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!